When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh no, Treks in the City is brought to you by the Forever Dog Podcast Network. Phasers Online, Photon Torpedoes. Check out more great comedy podcasts at foreverdogpodcast.com. You just said Photon Torpedoes. Photon Torpedoes. Photon Torpedoes. Photo Torpedoes. And if you like what you're hearing and you want even more, subscribe to our Patreon. Patreon. You'll get access to bonus episodes, merch, and much more. And these bonus eps are good, guys. They're really fucking great. I'm proud me We're too. finally watching the original series. Yes. And, and Discovery. And Discovery. And we've got some very hot takes on both. Hot takes, guys. Shots are being fired. Names are being written down. Right out of the microwave. Right aloud. Uh, finally, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at Trex Fashion, and subscribe. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. We want five stars on Stitcher. We want five stars on Spotify, Google Pay, Google Play, Amazon Pay, all day, wherever you, you get your you podcast. Play. California Klingons were undeniable. All right. Um, Alice, Alice has a longer version of that in the Patreon. Patreon. So, so you, can you hear guys the full version of California Klingons. It's a California Klingon uh, adventure. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. I'm attracted to this cat a little bit. Me too. That, yeah, I know what you say about your cat, and I'm like, I get it. I am yeah she's my Olivia Olivia, Olivia R. Burton. R. Burton Twitter it sounds like R. Burton sounds a little LeVar Burton and I want it to be Olivia okay. R. Burton Olivia R. Burton Olivia it's like R. all Burton. of our Burtons all of our all of our Burtons, all of our Burtons uh, are as great. female so she wrote in she says <laughs> I bought my cat a Star Trek shirt yes I will be single for the rest of my life thank you for noticing wait that's cute one second no it's like uh it's like uh sort of like a the guy from the office who's that guy, the main guy in the office yes Michael? i will be single for the rest of my life thank you for noticing that's sort of the way i deliver that um, Olivia, i'm gonna say you know every time i'm like hi my cat's my daughter and my lover uh and then i think immediately i'm like oh this is why i'm single oh she's and so then, cute too and then i'm like look at her cute little bowl you're so cute i know for the rest of her life and then i i i'm refusing i'm on a campaign to refuse to be to we ourselves subscribe to the stereotype of cat ladies yeah because i am I just love a pet. Look, dude. I am a sexual being. I am a sexual being. <laughs> we can't say I'm that with a straight, sexual being. We can't say that with a straight face. We I'm just, a <gasps> sexual being, Captain. I'm a sexual being. And you don't need to be single for the rest of your life, but you can choose to like I did. <laughs> and it's rad. Um, yeah, you I can have choose to, but there's two some- amazing boyfriends and they're both cats. <gasps> and I find them fulfilling in every way. Do you hear what I'm saying? No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's so gross. 
But your cat is adorable, Olivia, and this shirt fits it like a glove. I've lost the original tweet, but we are we all know what it looks like. There's a little we got a little yellow on yellow. Um, yellow and yellow. That's a bold beautiful choice. orange cat with a. That's what might get you single, you know, like a yellow and yellow. <laughs> it's like sounds like a sex move. That's what's gonna get you single. It's like a disease you catch. Um, you're cute, Olivia. You your cat's cute, and uh, you really it's you, so cute. You really earn this shout out. So Cats from Dead Letters Department. Dead Letters Department. Thirty years ago today, in Toronto, Star Trek: The Next Generation premiered. Here's what it looked like on City TV. Shout out Toronto. October, so we're going to watch. October 1st, 1987. This is what, and it's queued up right here to the place it should be, so. The 1987 Toyota Camry. Oh, boy. Who could ask for anything more? Was that really the story? From a popular Yorkville hangout, <laughs> this is City TV everywhere. Yorkville's this fancy area. <gasps> is that Yorkdale? Whoa. City TV presents the most anticipated new series of this decade. <gasps> it's a spectacular two-hour world premiere. Get ready, because the 24th century begins tonight. Star Trek, the <laughs> next generation on City's oh, great movies tonight. I would have been, I would have been fucking pumped. Yeah, they really sold it. The most anticipated show. I mean, they're just really cool. And now, the world television premiere. Star Trek, The Next Generation on great things movies. to be announced like that now. Yeah, with super and now, weird, like, And now, the world television premiere. <gasps> Here it is. Oh, that is exciting. Yeah. Cool for them. You know, because they're in Yorkville, they don't, the have, much, they don't have much going on. It's probably, probably winter. These they're are just the inside. Wizard. You remember, you notice how they changed from, in the original series, they uh, were... Well, I mean, of course, everyone knows that, but I just noticed when where no one has gone before, mm -hmm. no man has gone before. And yeah, then we pointed this out before on well, this show. I just felt it the you first time it. when I watched the OG one. Yeah. I was like, oh, right. Oh, <laughs> women can go, and there's like non gender. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you guys for your uh, submissions. We think you're charming. We think you're special. We want more pictures. We want more pictures. We want more friends. Also, um, like, like who's out there who's like dressing like a, a weird alien? You know, like yeah. a thing. Like a who's, thing. Yeah, who's dressing like a thing? Who 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 painted themselves all green and then never got out of it? Yep. Who? <laughs> well, I heard a case of a man in Brazil who like painted himself all green with a something that was not for skin and he stayed green. He stayed green. Okay. Well, you know what? You can pick him out in a crowd. Um, so you guys, we're we have a great episode coming up with Guy Branum. We're covering uh episode number the first a number Luxana Troy. But it's the first Luxana Troy episode and it's called oh, Haven oh and it God. rules. Right. It's one of the best episodes we've uh, covered so far and Guy Branham is a fabulous guest and we cannot wait to Jean-Luc we cannot wait to talk to him I'm acting as though we haven't talked to him it's a great episode and we're really excited about presenting it to you on Ben and now the Down world premiere now the world premiere of Star Trek Treks in the City podcast with Guy Branham Um, this episode, I'm so glad you requested Luxana. Ooh, this episode was 
everything. Everything. It's weird because it was the first Luxana episode and I didn't remember it at all. And then I was like, but it's the best. It is really, truly. I only have really one good. clip, so we'll have to like do the thing we did last time. <laughs> clips, clips. Did you take clips. notes? We I took, have a million clips. We took copious notes. Oh, I didn't take notes. I'm copious sorry. notes. Um, that is. I don't think you right. needed to probably because you probably can recite this episode. <laughs> yes. You mm. really can. <laughs> I've I've watched it a lot. Yes. <laughs> this one episode. Yes, I have watched it. I went through in the past year and just watched all of the Luxana episodes. Oh, fuck yes. And then I watched this one in preparation, and then I watched it immediately before coming. Did you? You watch are it? the best. Did like you watch- this is who who just picks like only Luxana episodes and watches them. You're pre- my. He has You're going to be my inspiration. Is this for your Luxana podcast? <laughs> yes. Luxana I'm, cast? I'm stealing this for Luxana cast. Um, awesome. This because, is a crossover. Act. You know, she shows up on DS9. Like, Oh, you, she does. Yeah. And the, she's the computer. She's the computer. Yeah. Mm. So Luxana, I don't think it probably should be the in, in Discovery. Are you... Yeah. Welcome to Trex are in you, the City. Are you, oh, I knew we were recording, and I was sort of like, oh, I like this new. I kind of like this new, but I was uh, like, at some point, people are going to be like, what? Yeah, you know how some podcasts just like fade in, <laughs> and they're just there, and it's casual. You guys, last night, I went to an AA meeting. We and started. We started the podcast. We did. Okay. Uh, so I'm catching up with you, Hi. and then we'll introduce our guests. Okay, okay. Last night, I went to an AA meeting, and there was a power outage in the area, and there was a... What area? It was over in Silver Lake. Oh, yeah, yeah, there was. And I was like, and so there's a huge, it's a big meeting, so they need like a amplifier. And I go, um, like my friend was like, don't you have that megaphone in your car? And I was like, holy shit, I do. So I like went up to the speaker and I was like, hey, I have a, um, (laughs) I have a small megaphone in my car. And they're like, that'll work. And so I like ran to my car and got the megaphone and brought it back. And I was just thinking like, I never thought that the Riot LA <laughs> swag bag from that year, I was like, this is so useless. Like, why would I ever need this? And then I, um, that was actually the last night I got high ever. And, uh, and it's all coming full circle because I use that thing like more than I use hair ties. Like it's my most useful. Also, people know you have that thing. People, I use it so much people know I have you. a megaphone. Yeah, you have right. a megaphone because you yell at me on the street. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Can you so say today with your megaphone? Thank you. How are you? Well, I'm great. I, I woke up. I, I had, <laughs> I, I do many little things throughout my days. Like I'm very split. In Not m- me. Million do one big thing and then I'm done. <laughs> like most people just do one big thing and then they're done. Like Alice, you know <laughs> but i i really do back to back it like a little too yeah, hard yeah me too uh so but this morning so i i got up at six in the morning and i started i played this episode and rewatched it wow. with my cat who was very confused about what was happening really and, and my I cats realized, were on it they knew exactly what they <laughs> they're like write well, this down six in the morning uh i think my i realized my volume was way up and nice. it, it, so it's kind of dark, so I feel like almost like sundown, but yeah. it's mm-hmm. sun uh, up. So <laughs> I forget words. And so I I realized halfway through the episode that I was blasting Star Trek. And you can really hear across my building. Well, like if I play music a little too loud, yeah. you're like, Veronica from that street is like playing music. So I, well, you have a podcast to do, so fuck them. Yeah, I mean, work, it's work. It's, if, it's just like. 
Also, like I rewind every 10 seconds just yeah. to like see the the cleavage again. Oh so. my God, there's so many outfits. I'm gonna have to rewatch just for the outfits alone. So you are uh, in I for feel a like treat. I can't talk about it anymore without introducing our guest Please. who has already spoken during oh this episode, God. I think. You know him by his voice. The voice? Why can't I say voice without an echo that is my own voice? Okay. <laughs> Having a minor stroke. So excited to introduce him. Um, you, he writes for the Mindy Project. Uh, you've seen him on his show, talk show, the game show on True TV, which is fucking awesome. Um, and please, you were wonderful on. Oh my god, <laughs> I love this man so much, and he's a wonderful comedian. Please welcome Guy Branham. Woo! Good to be yeah. here. My, one of my favorite comedy bits is whispering into a megaphone. I love whispering <laughs> into a <laughs> megaphone. It's so much fun. <laughs> I can approximate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hate it. Excuse me. Sorry. <gasps> she doesn't like it. It just gives me like a yeah. ASMR, but it's oh, a, a reverse a ASMR. weird effect. Yes. Um, I did think that's funny. Who is your fingernails on a chalkboard of acting? Ooh, that's uh, intense right that's away. That's a wonderful question. Yeah. It's general. Um, doesn't have to be Star Trek. It's it's terrible, and I know I'm supposed to respect this person, Oof, but I would I say this. Willem Dafoe. Ooh, interesting. Willem Dafoe just makes me uncomfortable uh-huh. the whole time. Okay. Um, Adam Driver. Oh, wow. Drives me fucking nuts, and every time he opens his mouth to say anything, I'm like, stop being who you are, Do you watch sir. Logan Lucky or... No, but I know he's in it, and that's kind of... Like, people are like, no, it's an ensemble casting. But I hear he does a southern accent. And I'm like, that is going to be too much. I think it's good. For me. Alice, you need to get yourself John Early. And you need to watch something with Adam Driver and just let him go off. Oh, my God. Because John Early is, he loathes Adam Driver so much. (gasps) John Uh, Early. There was uh, one time where there was a (laughs) Billy on the Street game that was just called How Much Does Adam Driver Love Acting? (laughs) (laughs) He just, I think he's so thoroughly disgusted with how hard he's acting at all times. And how much he's enunciating the words that he's saying. He just got huge lips. Like, what can he do, right? His angry space work. (laughs) He can get out (laughs) of my face. But I bet he's a nice person, and I feel bad saying this, but stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> um, what wait, about wait, you? do you want to know what? Yeah, I do want to know who you're Julia Stiles, gonna... I can't take it. Oh, my God. I cannot okay. take it. How do you feel? Except in 10 things, but that's another. 10 things awesome. is so good. I know, but then the rest, I'm like, why are you so harsh? Like in the, so her energy, how do you feel know. about uh, Erica Christensen, a.k.a. the poor man's Julia Stiles? I don't know. I mean, she, she's a swim fan. It was always so. so sad, like that we had two cat face girls at the same time. <laughs> cat face, but they're not the cat face because I'm cat face, but you're cat face, right? That's not my cat. everybody can be cat face. <laughs> yeah, some people like got big eyes and they're cat face, and there's some people are like flat but cat some face. Some cats have they small were, eyes. They are flat, flat cat face. face. They're cartoon cat face. They're like cartoon, so. Like, like uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is the top of that. And then the rest of the flat cat face. But yeah, it's, but face you it look is flat more like Michelle face. Pfeiffer than you do like them. They have sort of a Jennifer Lawrence. I'm thing sorry. Going I'm gonna on. just keep that in my heart forever I and unlock it with a little crystal key and just throw away the key. Wow, wow, you guys. Uh, let's get into this episode. You're right about that flat cat. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are in for a treat. This episode. Oh my you god! Sure are. So you picked this episode. Which I like is to imagine that you're talking about the episode we're about to record. We're, well, you, they, you are in a way. Oh, no, no. I'm talking about the Star Trek No, I know, episode. but like, what if... What okay. if I was like, oh, this episode. Oh, my God. We make so many bits, and they're so good. 
<laughs> we haven't done it. We haven't recorded it yet. Um, so you pick... <clears throat> Tell us about what how your thought process on picking this and your story. I mean, you kind of think we yeah, recorded some of it, but I want to know. this is the first episode we've ever recorded where the guest picked the episode. Yeah, this is our very first. Um, it's an honor. Not I, the last. I I hadn't heard about this podcast, so I didn't know how far you were into it. I figured if it was an Alice Wetterland podcast, I would know about it, but I just wow. said. <laughs> okay, can we get on that, guys? <laughs> okay, oh, sorry, who's the, who's the publicist? But I just said, Us. I want a Luaxana Troy episode. Ooh. And then you guys were like, well, the first Luxana Troy episode is Haven. Coming up. And Coming I was up. like, sure. Yes. Sign me up. Yes. Because it really is when this lady splashes into our lives and our hearts. And forever will remain splashed like it, a stain of some sort. And it's also like, <laughs> it's such a like first season, well, let's give Troy her episode and just let Marina Sirtis like have some heavy lifting to do. <laughs> And also, it's like, let's, how would you feel if you were on a show and they said, you, this has happened to me before, okay, you're going to get your episode where we really get into your character. And the way we're going to do that is by introducing a much more interesting character. That's a version of you. going to every scene that you're in together because yeah. she's insane. Also, she has more powers than your race. Like, your race has powers and you kind of have them, but she has them. So, like, yeah. that's going to be a thing. Well, I mean, and one of the lovely things about it as an episode is, like, Clearly, Gene Roddenberry was so fucking in love with his wife. Mm -hmm. Like, original oh. series, he, like, original pilot, he tried to have her be the first officer. She's the voice of um, the computer. She's Nurse Chapel. And then finally, he's, like, free enough to just be like, go do what you want. <laughs> I just want you to know, like, listen to, I, as an actress, I'm listening to this and I'm seeing, you, you just said, Gene Roddenberry, who created this show, tried to have her as a first officer and even he couldn't make it. So, like, if you're out there and you're like, oh, no, I don't book anything. Sometimes you can't. There's no way around a thing. Why did you look at me when you said that? <laughs> I just like pleading for for <laughs> compassion. No. <laughs> me too. OK, I was just talking to a guy. I was like, I, for the for the listeners at home, I am covered in fake tattoos that I keep forgetting about. So every time I run into anybody that I know <laughs> I was about at all, say. they're like, hey, are you OK? Because I've got <laughs> neck tattoos on. They're two neck tattoos. For a role she looks that I was only auditioning for. <laughs> so, it's like a gigantic choker. This is what happens when you haven't booked anything in two years. Well, also, Alice, I will just say you are a person who is always on a very certain journey and you oh, always know you. where you're going. Yeah, <laughs> true. That and is I'm true. admitting I don't. And it, it is like, oh, I haven't seen Alice in a while. <laughs> let's check in. <laughs> Seven neck tattoos. My, my neck tattoos say let's check in. So Ask he, me about my tattoos. Gene Roddenberry was like, say. I'm going smoothly back into this topic. <laughs> Gene Roddenberry tried to get her over and over, and then finally he was like, you can play this character. Is Was there, now that I see that, you know, trivia about this, like, Loxana Troy, mm. you're like the Loxana expert. In fact, we should probably have you say facts about her anytime where there's an episode. Um, the, there's one the, now. Was he so? So <laughs> this is working out somehow, right? Because you were here. She was recurring on on the original series. She played a nurse, but it was like n not fun, and it was like what a woman gets to do in 1967, wow. which is like help people and long for someone. Yeah, mm -hmm. and to have her come back in like like. She she wins every scene she's in, she which does. is kind of a terrible and bad. Look, this is a terribly written episode. Yeah, it's such a no one on on the Enterprise goes on a journey of any sort. There's yeah. no even evil. <laughs> There's not like I don't even understand that that was like the uh, yeah, what's the threat. The, I was like, all right, they're sick and they're coming to the planet really slowly. 
yeah. could easily be eliminated with a like a you know torpedo. So there's no threat in this episode. There's uh well there's like the there's it's the one of those episodes where there's like a, a, a an ambiguous like non non malevolent threat. Like it's like a threat of a disease or something like that. Like a comet's heading. Yeah, the threat you know? is that she'll leave the the ship. Yeah, or the to threat be that to this disease man. that like is going to infect this entire population that yeah. they don't <laughs> that they don't want. Of course, um, I had some questions regarding. So we find out that there's this Talarian, um people who are in this ship. They they encounter an, a Talarian ship. Okay, so this is like from Memory Alpha, that wiki of that. Oh, okay. Tensions mount as Counselor Troy's arranged marriage nears and her mother takes a liking for Captain Picard. Oh That's my not... god. My favorite relationship of all times is Picard with Luxana. Okay. Uh, Meanwhile, a plague ship, a plague ship, very rude, threatens the planet where they're meeting. Not immediate nope. threat in any of this description, but you know that's kind of what happens do you want to explain sort of like what your, happens if you had to do a log line of this episode how would you describe it deanna troy is betazoid arranged marriage to a human who is her father's best friend which makes no sense so her mom shows up to splash you're from alabama <laughs> sorry her mom shows up to splashily uh preside over the the ceremony uh, but then you find out that um, her arranged husband has been um, in a psychic romance with a lady from light years away who has space AIDS, which she eventually <laughs> needs to cure. <laughs> with the tiniest kit. He went unprepared onto that ship. He's like, yeah, well, that's what like, the, I love. That's what I was describing the away bags that they're just like a little like you a, were like a weird um, like a steampunk um, tube, like a enlarge, like a basically the size of a roll of tissue of, uh, of of. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. Paper like, towel. Like a that's like a, your car. That's what you're supposed to take ATM. when you go on vacation. Have, um, they, have they already had in the run that you guys have watched an episode where they show up to a pleasure planet of some sort? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, the justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I justice feel... is supposed to be a pleasure planet. That's, oh. oh, right. The is, pleasure planet. Is that the one where, um, uh, what's his name, fell yes. on the mm-hmm. young plants? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what an episode. Like, <laughs> okay, I love. Yeah, say uh, anything you want to about it because we've already recorded that one. I, I love when Star Trek The Next Generation shows up to a low stakes pleasure planet. Yes. Always good. I love any episode where they're just sort of like diplomatically weighing two options while there's no great pressure involved. That's so the next generation. And more than anything, I love a nice episode that's all on the ship that is just like 
diplomats show up and sh- like there are two cocktail parties and yeah, we resolve some bottle, things. Yeah, bottle, no yeah. need to do nothing. Yeah. yeah. The drinking and talking and the, but that's about it. Sometimes there's betrayal, sometimes there's murder. <laughs> I don't I don't need to deal with the prime directive. I don't need to deal with an uncivilized species on a planet. Right. If this those episode yeah, those are hard ones. This is so, sort of the episode where it feels like they're a little bit starting to even though it's terribly written, they're starting to find their footing with the like crew dynamic and yeah. how there's like, a bridge meeting because like, this with is the, the crew this is the invention of um i i would like to say like the way i look at this episode is like this is the invention of the real housewives phenomenon where data is the andy cohen um <laughs> because at a certain point he asks them to keep bickering and he's like you can see his gears turning so uh i'll just read the netflix description because i found it while in a mission to a planet called haven troy meets her husband to be a marriage arranged by her father years before which is actually much closer to your summary so <laughs> you really have watched this shit but he said Looks not the mother of Troy splashingly comes. Splashing, to, she splashes. And I on think in. that should be in the description of this episode because well, she's a splash of red and glitter. Oh, she's and like glittering. Glit- yeah, she's like glitz. a she's like the color of lipstick. Luxana, right? Wouldn't that be an amazing <laughs> be, lipstick yes. color? Mac, Luxana Mac collection. You know that Star Nobody? Trek uh, line. Write that down, Brett. There's this is my, like a Star my Trek running line, bit. like Mac line. I think it's a maroon with glitter in it. Mm. Like maybe something redder than maroon. I'm sorry. Maroon probably makes It's a maroon. Makes you... Okay. And it has a red and purple glitter. Here. Yeah. Oh. So that's, it's got a mixture of the two glitters. Um, so we're going to get into, I want to get into this episode a little bit, like step by step, because there's so many outfits that we can talk about in the, in order on top of just attentions oh. and who this, who, the husband to be, who is he? Why is he holding those drawings as soon as Why? he gets <laughs> in that rose? And like, what are the plants in the background? There's so many questions. Can we start out with just a big picture on the trouble and anxiety around Troy's outfit? Like, we, like, please, You've got the little skirt thing in Farpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just a whole lot of, is she in a, a skirty Starfleet uniform? Is, is she like purple jumpsuit? What are we doing is with Is the her? belt sewn into this? And why? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, there's it's, a lot. It like reeks of conference calls. Um, <laughs> the... Like the grayest uh, her, violet. Yeah, it's it's its own. There's just like it's so many people being like, well, she's a con- ship's counselor, so in a way she wears whatever you know. She's a little more casual, and then somebody's fight, fighting back and going, but she's a Federation officer, and then somebody else is weighing in. They're like, look, she can show a little cleavage if she wants to. Well, she doesn't want to. Her agent's calling it. There's just like the so much is, going on. Yeah, it's undecided. Episode to it's, episode, it's like a V-neck that is not enough, but it's not. It's large, so it's why why yeah well uh but it did make for a fantastic uh array of outfits on this and, and it also kind of justifies the idea that um not only are betazoids telepathic but they're also fashion plates um uh, because they uh the mom is like always it's weird that like they do things naked and they're like always talking about how they do things naked and then they're just like so into clothes there's a part in the episode when Luxana is like, what do you think, what's the best hair accessory for me when I'm naked? And it's like, bitch, take it off. We want to see. Then, by the way, I want to mention a little bit of trivia, but uh, this episode was not, like, uh, the hair designer was nominated to an Emmy for this episode. Oh, yes. oh my God. So hair pieces, you know, like, when that holodeck scene, that Troy hair, never comes back, I think, and mm-hmm. I was so sad, because... High ponytail. I like, like she looked like 
genie in a bottle mix yeah mi- you know it's just, it's just I feel so like good. the next ep- um, TV thing that the hair person did was the uh, the <laughs> Bjork video <laughs> or like the Matthew Barney thing um, so this episode starts with um, Riker is leisurely in his bedroom looking at slightly slightly smaller women <laughs> smaller hologram harp harp women harp women harpies harpies there are right. harpies and they're just staring at him and he's just look what if you were him like would this be a thing you do in your room like yeah just look at slightly smaller than normal size yeah it's like really boring tv um i f- it's weird that Riker is the person through whom we get so much like perception of what Star Trek like entertainment and hobbies are. Yeah. Because I also remember there's that episode where he like makes an omelet and everybody's like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> you cooked." <laughs> um, but it's uh, like I hate I hate Will Riker's sexuality. Me too. No, so much. I am I'm so turned on by this episode. <laughs> Whoa, because <laughs> I have problems. No, I want to Some- see. I wanna somebody see. sample that. Is there no wharf in this? episode? episode no, there's no, no, no wharf there's no wesley oh i mean maybe they maybe they were only eight of 13 who knows um uh, i love wharf sexuality i, I want to like, see data <gasps> fuck anyone absolutely high five s- across the table I this want, is horrifying oh data. I, love I love it when bev crusher gets a romantic interest mm-hmm. they are always dumpy though this but, is the diversity of of the star trek fandom mm-hmm. right here mm-hmm. at play because mm-hmm. i'm like Riker, yet yeah, check those tiny women out and <laughs> yes get jealous in a weird way like yes yes i like that he not only does it well, so so since troy is b- betrothed to this man um and by I, the way i would love no one second yes, we are gonna yeah, get we're there. gonna, we're get, gonna get okay there. cool thank you um Riker is obviously <laughs> jealous because uh Riker and troy have a a, pre- a pre-existing relationship that is sort of like um if you're friends with somebody from europe uh so where what does that mean what does that mean it means you're um you have an ambiguous sexual attraction and a really quote-unquote deep connection together my beloved we've known each other for a long time and we have such a deep connection to each other but it like but you're but Riker is canadian so he's like but what does that actually mean and she's like it's like platonic but like not physical so like we should maybe just hug okay great whatever so Riker is jealous and he's kind of representing the like normal heteronormative like what the fuck is going on how do you marry this other person and she's like well you do want to be a ship's captain more than anything in the world which she says twice to establish that fact and, and then he says, never becomes one he never becomes one he gets offered to be one eventually in his life he yeah. stays as the first officer it's I it was so weird knowing now the entire show going back to this episode to to hear that out loud mm-hmm. so many times. And also I love that she acknowledged in a very um, polite way, like, within, I know you care within those parameters. <laughs> That's what a phrase. Like, yes. if I could tell a guy, like, I know you want to be whatever the fuck uh, uh-huh. you want to be, and I know you care about me within those parameters. It's one of the rare occasions that she has written like a therapist. Yeah, yes. that's true. I know you're ex- <laughs> I know you're expressing yourself in the best way that you can. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. 
I love that this is an episode that is full of logic bumps mm-hmm. and two of my favorites. I, I, I feel like whoever wrote this episode was slightly annoyed that he had to write this episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, but exactly. um, the one where it's written begrudgingly, <laughs> the one where Luaxana is like, yeah, my former uh, valet tr- really did try to get rid of that accent on you, trying in some way to explain that this weird, vaguely alien accent that uh, Marina Sirtis tried out. <laughs> Her mom doesn't have it. And it's like, what? Like, the only reason you would have that accent, your dad from Earth gave you that fucked up, barely Israeli accent? Yeah. What's going on? That, (laughs) and then on top of that, the fact that she is Betazoid betrothed, Mm -hmm. but not to a Betazoid. Betazoid. To a human, like... Like suburbs family who who hate the Millers. The We're Millers. the Millers. The Millers who hate Betazoid traditions, and it's like. But they're there. Yes, I just feel like this this episode. The writers' room was like, sure, it's done. Yeah, is it done? <laughs> also, like, it doesn't matter what it says. Why it's couldn't done. like Earth fax it over? Sure, <laughs> like Deanna's dad is from Earth. Like, why couldn't he have a best friend from Betazoid and then just be like a a. So in Betazoid tradition, you're always betrothed to your dad's best friend's no, son. son, right? Like the, it's arranged marriages. I think who that would be oh. for me. And also, like they, so the Millers hate this person. They chase her down to be like, "Hey, the promise! Like our kids gotta gotta marry." And then they send a box of, of with a head, what <laughs> upstairs into the ship, and the box. It's oh, a metal box. This is something that Veronica calls the ship upstairs and the planet downstairs. The <laughs> planets are downstairs. So the they beam this like box with a head. By the way, you know who's in that box? Who's that face? You know who's that face? No. Who? Arnim Armin. My cousin's name is Arning. But it's Armin Schumerman. Oh, it's it's uh it's Quark. A, it's his only non Ferengi uh like just acting oh, in Star amazing. Trek. I know, I know. Um, also, a few, couple of fun facts. It's the last time they call Riker Bill ever. It's, it's the so second terrible. And only so one. weird. It's yeah. so weird. horrible. Space Bill. And then they said they, <laughs> it's also like the only episode where they have a dining room instead of 10 forward. Like from now, from this episode on, they they just create 10 forward. That's because true. this dining room was so fucking weird. Right? It was weird. And they kept drinking so much on and this episode. There was so much drinking. That like weird, like tall guy who, from the Adams family who was there just drinking so much. And Data was like, Why are you so fucking wasted, dude? Like, come on. So that there's uh <laughs> I love their I love their Kool-Aid space alcohol. It's the best. <laughs> well, they haven't figured out synthahol yet. Like the writers haven't invented it yet. So they're just, I guess, getting tanked right now for some reason. But I do love ever in the in the dining room scene, we do get to some ingre- incredible hair moments with Tasha Yar. Yar is like the bride and groom go naked, and it's like and it's her like, only calm line. Down, Tasha Yar. Careful, don't let her bring up the Rape Kings, because she fucking will. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is that the name of one of the gangs from her planet? Well, she just just keeps uh, rape gangs. She was running from the rape gangs. That is just something that we would politely bring up on a show in 1987. I guess it is. Several times. Uh, Um... I, I just that character had such a short period of time to like live and grow and it was under such harsh terms but when she had like her fun hair mm-hmm. I was like what I, I know no idea yeah. well no wonder this episode was nominated for an Emmy because Crusher 
uh, come up. Beverly had yeah. two different hairstyles. One, she looks like uh, the lion in Wizard of Oz, the Beautiful. first one. And then the second one, she was just like this like modern. Yeah. She looks who knows. 14 years younger. Yeah. That, <laughs> that low bun was weird. It oh, was, you didn't like the low bun. I, I mean, it was cool. And I like when they have different hair of some mm-hmm. sort. Mm-hmm. But I was I didn't recognize her for several moments. Mm. Oh, really? See, I, a low bun is the redheads ticket out of there. Usually. <laughs> Um, what does that mean? I refuse to define it. Uh, <laughs> so I want to talk about the Millers because they show up. The, we are the, the Millers. So the first thing that shows up is a it's a, bo- a metal box with a head and it, it spits literally a bunch of jewels uh, right oh, there, right, right, right there right. and then. I, I just love I was in that. the kitchen for that. Scene. I said trope of just like jewels. <laughs> what do women want? Jewels. <laughs> it's a good song. Wait, you sample can, that one too. It's like a, I think a, the first minute one. I have uh, oh, zero yeah, fifty one yeah. for Riker checking the women out, which have also great outfits. Yeah, but they if do. I was gonna like create a hologram of women, you know, playing, I an need instrument. at least one metallic draped. Great to metallic draping. Gorgeous. The best thing about sexy ladies from 1987 is that they look like the Real Housewives they became. That's Can right. Commander Riker, your presence is requested oh, in transporter so room. He's furious. Also, like, was, I was just getting into this. Into watching this. <laughs> Bye. Tiny woman. Wait, oh, I wish he wouldn't turn them off. I wish he would have just walked out of the room and been like, bye. And then they're like, ugh. And they take a seat. And like, <laughs> that would have been God. a gigantic interrogate. There's an object of some kind beaming in from Haven. Of some what kind. What is it? No safety. We're not sure. A surface station what is approval it? coming in now, Lieutenant. All right. Who's that? Let's bring it in. He dies so quickly. So that's pork. Oh my god, that's gorgeous. Isn't it? Odd looking. Really? I think it's an Emmy for hair. <laughs> That belt. No, 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 no. Oh, come on. I hold a message for Deanna Troy. I mean, his teeth are unmistakable. Oh, it is a pork. Santa Troy and the Honorable Miller family will soon arrive. The momentous day is close right. at hand. Rejoice. <laughs> <laughs> and then it spits a bunch of jewelry. So if I ever get remarried <laughs> um gonna have i'm that. sorry to laugh like that i didn't know i got That's nervous okay. i think um <laughs> i'm not proposing okay yet uh i want those to be my invites <laughs> i want a physical head yelling from a box that's like hello and scares everybody how can we best send the message uh let's just put a gigantic face in a in a in metal a silver box. yeah like one of those guys from um, Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> All right. Um, Let's like throw a, a quarter. Back, so, back to the harp ladies. I do like to imagine that that was like the first three minutes of a porn. And in in the 25th right, century no or whatever, like harp playing is the equivalent of pizza guy showing up. Yeah. Of just Ooh. sort of like, oh, we have That's where it relax starts. after this harp playing. We're playing a harp. <laughs> it leaves so for much. This, for this 
like oh it's like sort of like the strippers of the new like maybe yeah. they maybe or like hi oh i didn't on see one of you their there, low playing. stakes pleasure planets like strippers play harps <laughs> low stakes pleasure planets girls 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 live harps girls togas 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 <laughs> metal harps, harps harps you know like harpies around it's a weird size like if i was watching a hologram of a sexy thing and the it man all comes out of the of, joanna newsome like phenomenon a, american girl size I would not. That's wanna, what's crazy that's about what, it. I feel weird about it. That's what's it. so weird about it. He's like, oh, maybe that's what. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it doesn't matter what they're doing as long as they're American girl they're doll size. They're doll size. That's the most perverted. Did you guys have American girl dolls growing up? I didn't even grow up here. I wore out my first one. <laughs> Just kidding. What if you wore one out? Yeah, I wore out my Samantha. I swear to God, I I heard I grew out like I grow out. Yeah, no, I was saying like I really wore mine down. Is Samantha War <laughs> Is Samantha War of eighteen twelve? Uh, <laughs> no, Samantha's nineteen oh two. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's the war of eighteen twelve? I, I think, think that's Addie. Or no, Caroline. The oh, I I I I, uh, I tapped out of Addie. Like not, oh. I wasn't like upset, but I like was that's the age at which i was no longer invested I, I got my niece the jewish one the jewish there's a jewish there's one there's a jewish one rebecca rubin nice sick <gasps> what sick. how was, many are there now i have no idea of any of this, well, this we should find out no changing the subject of this podcast uh that did not make it across to my brown people country <laughs> oh man uh, i did not no, where did you that. grow up I grew up in Venezuela. Oh, exciting. Yes, I'm sending 6,000 American girls dolls down there today <laughs> as a part of my foundation. It's to restabilize we, things. It's <laughs> what we need the most right now. I'm sorry. If you can donate a couple American girl dolls and to Venezuela, call, we need it. We're just dial 1-800-what? That would really help. Thank you. So the Miller's Pop, second thing that shows up in that uh, the whole thing, uh, I don't know, the transporter room. Transporter beam. Is too normal, like they're like normcore, right? And they're dressed like that, like sixty. They're like sixties. Um, this is the normcore. Of I don't know. The she's space. wearing Gautier. Like she, she is straight up like Barbara Streisand. She's wearing it's, like Issy Miyake eighties, yes. uh, like um, like asymmetrical. Yeah, Barbara Streisand. Like, yeah, perfect. she is. Yeah, yeah. And then he is in some kind of blue. Uh, He's like a Heart. tall Wallace Shawn. <laughs> that outfit was not okay, I think. They're, the male jackets and this, like, the, the dad and the son, I was yeah. like, no. Star Trek doesn't do, like, civilian male. It's like, they always try to put them in a tunic. Yeah. Like, no, no one wants that. That's the, one of the biggest tragedies there's of tunic? Hunger Games, which I watched with a partner on Sherla. Shout out. Um, there's a... Uh, there, there's a propensity to put PETA in only Eileen Fisher and it's like I feel it really undermines his sexuality and his yeah you know, desirability really not a sexual no because I then. liked him the most I was always pro PETA See, always pro PETA radically was, different taste this is crazy that's why we're never gonna fight over a man this is we should never either way I like the male prostitute from District 3 or 6, I believe, <laughs> who wears nets all the time. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Mm, I like that. District 3 is climate, um, uh, climate wear only. So, so uh, then this boy has a turtleneck, but the dad is like wearing this like weird convoluted jacket piece. Oh, suit. let us speak of hair. Let us speak <laughs> of the hair uh, of Wyatt Miller. You mean Space Whitmer Thomas? <laughs> He's MacGyver too. He's like a yeah. It's this flowing style of hair, very flowing. That it's like 
this far, like it turned 1980 in 1980, which yeah. means yeah. we passed that like <laughs> seven years before. We're entering yeah. the 90s. And they're still giving people this like 70s Feathers. like shag. Feathered yeah. hair. It's a feathered uh, They do it to Crusher all the time. And on a man of, let's be honest, that height, Oof. can you really? <laughs> and he looks very young, very like small. I don't know My how. type. You know. And I know that they probably <laughs> no. didn't want a decent like rival of manliness to Will Riker. Never. Or Bill Riker, as it were. <laughs> but I don't understand Ugh. how I'm supposed to be attracted to this man. I when don't Riker understand how you're not. away from this uh, weak haircut man. Uh, he <laughs> weak haircut man. Riker walks away and leaves him in the holodeck. I was like, but that's no, this is not logical. Are people Riker having an arc? clearly a man. Wait a second. And Can this I guy get... is like fluctuating in everything, in Can every way. Some... Can I get some reverb? Like, are people like, having an argument that is going to get resolved anyway? <laughs> Sounds like a job for a weak haircut man. Weak haircut. Okay. He's in flux. He's in flux. <laughs> he's not defined as a style, as a, pers- as a style man. I think he's loosey goosey. My, here's my theory <laughs> about the 70s hair on this show. I think there's a problem with like, um, it's like a, it's like your hair, because the the feathered look is such a like training that you do to your hair for so long with a with an iron, a hot iron, that like I think people's hair started just growing that way, <laughs> and I think it's really hard to get it not to. Because like every time Beverly has hat hair or like we like her hair is is hum- like affected by humidity, it does that. Yeah. So I think it just naturally does it, and they have to like do a lot to get it to not do it. And also, <laughs> he looks great. <laughs> I love him. He He's probably amazing. had a lot of product, and still was like that. But, uh, well, he's okay. I'm like, he gives her a rose. It changes immediately to Mood white. rose? Come on. That's so awesome. Is there a translation of the colors of what it means? Does it show up again? I would like to see this product in the... <laughs> totally true. Here's your mood rose. It tells you what uh, mood you're in. It gets- oh, I'm telepathic. I don't need that. Um, <laughs> oh, it's turning a color really fast. Okay, let's not talk about what it means. And then it stayed like that forever. It could have been the. Pr- it could have been like a theme of the whole entire episode. The yeah. mood rose could have been used again, but they just like let it drop. What they, a they poorly force, written episode! Right? They <laughs> force people to like just hold the rose if you're like, yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. what they pick up the mood are. rose. Yeah, and then there's like a color coded book that comes with it. It's like a really annoying like <laughs> gift from Hot Topic. You have to like flip, flip through the. <laughs> I don't know what it means. I lost the book. So I honestly just can use my telepathy. Seventh grade girls in like the United Federation yes. of Planets love them. Love, love mood them. roses. <laughs> He's that's, like one of those guys that brings you a gift that's like way too young for you, you know, and you're like, cool, thanks, you know. Yeah, he has clearly different interests than Troy. Yeah, um, yeah. Here's like if a guy brought me a phone case or something. <laughs> so Jordy and Data were like a two common kind of person, kind of person, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, before I skip to that, uh, Loxana shows up for the very first time. This this character splashes as he splashes said, in, and the show gets that much wetter. And she, it's, do we uh, have a clip? Yeah, nine oh eight. And she, the first thing we see of her is her back. (laughs) She's not facing forward. That's the best. Where is everyone? Oh, I hate that. (laughs) Hello, mother. So funny. No, don't say it. Think it. Use your mind, not your mouth. Hello, mother. Diana, shame. 
What has this life done to you? No, no, no. Don't tell me. You're the captain. Of course. Your daughter has explained your telepathic abilities. Now, that wasn't telepathy. It was just common sense. Who else would they send to greet me but the captain? Oh, you may carry my luggage. Mother. I love this, like, no, no, attempt that's quite at a right. sketch. I'm indebted to your mother for the fine oh, counseling. Oh, this is so 80s right here. Oh, the luggage is too heavy. <laughs> oh. Oh. But Patrick Stewart does it so well, it made me laugh. He's and amazing. Also, he's, I love... He's knighted for a reason. <laughs> for the, the first time ever, I see someone, like, step all over this Picard uh, yes, grumpy I, man. And who else but the fabulous The fabulous. Diva. Luxana Troy. Who first appearance is like both extended arms she and a appears big thing. Just with her like... back to the transporter room. <laughs> and then she's like, where is everybody? Amazing. I hate this. Okay, so I was recently at a birthday party with a guy who was running on the new Star Trek show, Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> no, 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 no. And I started talking about how much I love Luxana Troy. And he was just like, oh, yeah, she's anti-mame. And I got oh so mad at God, him for no. like, like she's, yes, it's like Auntie Mamie sort of like, I'm too big for this situation. But it's also just, I mean, she's always got a plan. She's always got an agenda. Like this episode does do a really good job of underlining the fact that she's just too much honesty. In all situations, too much honesty. Which for all of these people who are like 80s business people of space exploration it's so They're like live action clip art. Yeah. It's <laughs> these are the people <laughs> when you're getting sort of stock images of Starfleet officers. <laughs> it's like Will Riker at work. Yeah, um, yeah. But um like the fact that this episode really is her antagonizing her daughter into realizing that she needs to fuck Riker. That like so great. That oh, so good. That, that first game that they play of like <laughs> she's talking and her mom is like, think at me. And she's like, no, I'm gonna talk. We're with humans. And then her mom talks too fucking much until she finally says shut up with her brain. And then her mom is like, okay, like now we can be betazoids with each other. And I love that's my mom. Like there's yeah. a mother daughter that relationship that's totally so antagonizing to uh, different than anything else in yeah. this yeah. world. There's no other relationship. Is that what like you were going to say? I interrupted you. And you no, were... it wasn't. It was okay. much better than what I was going to say. No, no. <laughs> Alice, we I say no. <laughs> we will never allow it. We mustn't. No, but I love that you. Wait, can I get some reverb? Uh, guy. Don't say that about what you were going to say. <laughs> we were just silent for a second. Sorry, Veronica. I was just like, you know, enjoying it. Yeah, you were just hanging out in the silence. Hanging out and loving as, it. As, I was loving as it. As Picard does for the second time around Deanna Troy yeah. in this series. Yeah, but I love that sh uh, even though Loxana is just like, literally makes Troy, who probably never outbursts again. Yeah, yeah. Um, or maybe she will be like once. Yeah. Uh, she makes her that crazy, like that a mother <laughs> yes. could and would. Yes. Um, but also she has her back. Like she's like, I'm sorry this happened. Ugh. Like she understands. Let's go through it, and you know she's a mother. She's there for her. So, so I really love that. So really, true. really love it. I um, have a I have a special Luxana Troy moment at 20 minutes in. Ooh. Um, I think it's no, it's 22. So this is yes. what the one I, I was like hard to pull out a specific Luxana quote, but this is her. This is right here. You have the same one. This is her like basically summing up who she is. She's like did Khaleesi she come to play? It. This is her Khaleesi moment. Well, I think Khaleesi was inspired by this. I up. think so too. 
He is highly adept in the act of sign language. The matter is closed. Who are you to tell us what we should do? Your ignorance is astonishing. Here we go. I am Luoxana Troy, daughter of the fifth house, holder of the sacred chalice of Reeks, heir to the holy rings of Beta Z. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? That at social this. gatherings, disputes are not permitted. I hereby declare, therefore, all disagreements resolved. If, like, a father could do that in every gathering where, like, it gets tense, like... Yeah. I yeah. declare all matters resolved. I now. declare all women's emotions too scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mrs. Miller's mother of the bride dress is so wonderfully it's so, awful. It's Fucking so great. weird, but beautiful. And that whole, like, there's just something so Star Trek the next generation the about, like, yeah, you guys are not coloring within the lines. We're going to need to stop this right now and everybody's going to need to be sensible. Also, in yeah. the year 2424 whatever, we're not planning weddings anymore. Like they just we're all aboard this ship to do a wedding and they're like they haven't decided whether it's going to be an earth ceremony or a betazoid ceremony. <laughs> also, and they're just now asking the fucking captain to officiate, more which f- is what it would be regardless because that's what happens when you're at sea. Also, more flaws. Not that I've considered getting married to Listen, why, if they're taking her away, marriage and, and like, she cannot be an officer anymore, right? Why would they do anything in the start, in the, in the fucking enterprise at That's all? true. Like, just go to a planet, just do a destination wedding. And, and right like, next to a beautiful planet. Just go to the beach and, like, do it beautifully. But go, they're all, like. Go downstairs to the fuck planet. <laughs> what gray wall should we use as background? You know, non. Yeah. Non. I'm, I love First Elector so much. I want to learn more about her. I love that she just stands there at that blinking desk and is like, help us in a weird accent. I want to know everything about her planet. My desk keeps blinking and that's the least of my problems. Palm tree inspired dress with a hint of old pink. I mean. Okay, I'm going to definitely need to take a look at that because I haven't. I think I was in the kitchen again. 13, 19. Message coming in from Haven, Captain. On screen. Fabulous. Amazing. Angelita Innis. Okay. First Electron of Haven. It's Rodarte. Captain Picard? Greetings, Electron. <laughs> I'm Picard. The headpiece? No, the dress. Your presence honors us. And your timing is fortuitous, Captain. It's also in what sort of way? Dior. An incoming yeah. vessel has bypassed our Stargate, violating our law. Violating it has refused any law. attempt at communication. The forehead piece is my favorite i want just like a thing a string of glitz just hanging just hanging and being annoying in your face yeah here's my theory of haven based on that outfit okay? <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> there was yes. global war hundreds of years ago mm-hmm. that destroyed essentially all institutions that were not tropical resorts <laughs> and then they had to rebuild the power structure so like even your highest ranking people are wearing very formal resort wear resort oh. wear it's like a bathing suit with a very formal like you know sort of sarong around it or some sort of cover it's like up the welcome gala <gasps> yes. that's what's happening to america with mar-a-lago oh my god oh my god <laughs> That might just be the only thing that survives from this place, and our representatives in the future might just be. Speaking of Mar-a-Lago, we do need to go for a break. They said it could never be done. They said never in a million years. Well, guys, we proved the critics wrong once again. 
we created a Patreon. That's right. The official Trex in the City Patreon is now live and accepting your subscriptions. <laughs> That's right. The official Trex in the City Patreon. Uh, oops. <laughs> Reading it again. Come on, Alice. Get your shit together. We've so, got three subscription levels. Guys, three subscription levels. Alice, what are they? Level one, the scant level. $5 a month gets you access to bonus apps and special polls. Ooh. What's the second one? Level two, off-duty Wesley sweater. <gasps> My face. That's only $10 a month, but that gets you the extra bonus podcasts plus a tiny little merch bag with their, uh, an official Trex in the City sticker and pin. And the full-on fashion intruder is $20 a month, gets you access to everything that we've stated already, plus a t-shirt, a special exclusive t-shirt made by us for you. Like Alice and is really good at designing t-shirts. extra fan interaction know. content. I didn't know because I, I, uh, I don't get it with the digital thing. And other merch ideas such as maybe some Star Trek TNG makeup that I just thought of, which is amazing. And all that's for the $20 a month level where you really... Maybe we should like, make some thongs to wear under those. Oh, the, that's the a really uniforms. good idea. Uniform thongs. Uniform thongs. Uniform thongs. Uni- uniform thongs. Uniform thongs. For, All right, guys. For the, for so the that's Patreon. that's roll Yeah. Am I supposed to call it that? No. Oops. They don't know. I want to go back real quick to what you said about Annie Mame. When he said to you, oh, Annie Mame. That's a writer for the show Discovery, right? That makes me very worried. Oh, it's anime. I think a gay writer for the show. Wow. Okay, okay, okay. The only way wow. a gay writer for Star Trek is allowed to say it's anime is, I know, it's anime! I, I know. Not I, tossed away. I, I, like it, it oh, was, you mean one of the most seminal characters? Oh, my God. It wasn't it. him dismissing, but it was him just putting her in a box. And it's like, motherfucker, you can't put Luoxana Troy in a box. No. Like, she is bigger than any situation that she's She puts in. you in a box and spray paints you silver, motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> and then you invite and, people to her wedding, her daughter's wedding. She's like, she's such a liberating feature <laughs> on that show. And, and your theory, like, she made that box. <laughs> She crafted she the box. Obviously made the box. That so looks on her to be she like put pork yes. in a box. I'm not going to send a regular, regular evite <laughs> over the intergalactic communications. I'm obviously going to behead this guy. And then, <laughs> okay. You expect the holder of the sacred chalice of Ricks to buy stationery? <laughs> so uh, also that that her valet does nothing. He's a useless. Uh, just addition, but it's nice to travel with like you know, I guess a crew <laughs> with a group of one person. I mean, he's sort of the guy that sort of like doesn't he like supports her silently, you know, which is who she, what she needs really. Yeah, you sure. Know? Yeah, sure. Because every man who she encounters is a attracted to her and um sort of pornographic wants to, about sort her, of really. wants to uh keep her down, mm-hmm. you know, and so he she needs a man around who's just like. There to party, like blank. He's I, blank. I feel. I love that she's so certain of the importance of her sexuality in all situations. It's amazing. Menopausals are sexy. They're sensual. There's space menopause episode that comes up in a couple of seasons. Space oh menopause. That is divine. It's divine. divine. Space menopause, guys. I mean, where else space in the menopause? Universe? The final, the final frontier. frontier. <laughs> These are the. These are the, uh, li- what, what do you call it? Your libidos? This is the libido you'll lose. <laughs> Aboard the, whatever. Wow. The I really, heat waves. Really bailed out on that one. I, <laughs> I really was not able to think of more words 
Sorry. I wasn't either. <laughs> and I I understand that. This is thank you. It's my tattoos. They're I really I they do throw you off if you're <laughs> Veronica. <laughs> but that thing of like just from the beginning throwing at like Captain Picard, who hasn't really shown like sexuality yeah. in the season thus far, has He's he? Just in plastered. The no, he has on uh, Naked Now. Oh. Uh, who did, oh, Naked Now is when who they, who Naked Now oh. is when Crusher they, Yeah, him and Crusher have a really sexy moment Is that the one where everybody starts fucking? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Data An important thing to understand is that <laughs> I am from like the greater Sacramento area <laughs> And in 1987 Crucial Sacramento refused to air Naked Now What? Because oh, it was God. too much um, and, and they I, aired Justice? Yes. Uh, wow, but there's a lot of butt flapping. Do they have any oh, Confederate monuments in Sacramento? Because I, am I sure feel like they, they do. do. I'm sure they just, do. People just hang their coats on them. They're it's so, so weird to think of California like that, right? Yeah. Is it, it is. California? That's California. Yes. Uh, I'm studying geography now. So the, this episode over the has like um, so many good moments, right? Like mother, daughter, Jordy, and Data. Jordy is barely there. Like he just is there to see Picard carry a heavy luggage and be like, yeah. "What?" Yeah. Um, but Data has he a little carry bit any of like, heavy luggage. <laughs> they don't help the captain. The script, script wise. Uh, but there, there's things like um, the the this woman from Haven is like failure to communicate is inherently aggressive, and I feel like that's uh, such mm-hmm. a powerful phrase. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, and it's so female. It's so female, and it's also like. A, a disease in the world right now and I feel like it's been a disease in my re- my personal relationships yes. um, and so it, it, Star Trek is like TNG is a kind of show that amongst like Loxana a, bo- a silver box and then there's this feather hair man and then <laughs> they just throw in like peppered in like jewels of mm-hmm. human of like human code I guess well, what's so weird about it is that you're you're at this interesting in between time and sort of like talking about gender, where at the same time, this episode that is very much a female episode about mm-hmm. women has jewels like failure to communicate is inherently hostile, which is such like a therapisty kind of thing yeah. to say, and like an in- insightful emo- about emotions thing to say, which we usually for we do the hitting, killing, and ruling, and we right, let you right. guys sort out the emotions. But it also construes romance as like desert scape and yeah. like there's just all of this arch capital R romance that is so like yeah a man in his 50s who had written on Gunsmoke was totally Definitely. writing on this show <laughs> oh, well yes it was actually and you know what this was a writer I for some reason when I woke up at 6 in the morning I was able to like read facts um, I was already too awake and this had happened in my life uh-huh. at 7 in the morning so I started reading about it and the writer of this episode uh, was hired for the season, but he was uh, allowed not to be there when they were planning the season. So he would just have to present three episodes per season. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so he didn't have to do with anything else in the show. This is why this episode feels like a little bit different from out of I nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and last episode, uh, Troy says that she hasn't seen her mother in a long time or like she's gonna see her mother. Mm-hmm. And then this one, like it's, it was meant to be like an earlier episode. This is clearly an older man who's like not in the writer's room. And he's like, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. He's like talking to his wife. He's like, what are the, what are well, they, what is that? What's that book you're reading? 
<laughs> where the uh, you know there's like a it's a bodice ripper or whatever you know was it a, a spy novel so yeah, yeah, like yeah. how do you justify like uh, for him to just leave this arranged marriage oh yeah dreamt about her forever oh I also no like this is what this is what Space Whitmer says or Wyatt sorry when he arrives and is like talking to Deanna for the first time he's like yeah um, here's my drawings of who I've always wanted to marry since I was pubescent and it's a hot blonde and it's like a little bit you're like yeah of course you have like <laughs> hello <laughs> and like also your future wife is visiting you in your room hide them yeah maybe just put them away maybe put your <laughs> under like the pillow your posters of a ferrari with a bikini model in front of them in like under the bed it's his adolescent <laughs> pictures of boobs that he carries, with him. <laughs> he carries with him he went to medical school <laughs> he, this he, man the only graduated thing he was carrying when he arrives this is this like his like sex fantasies of yeah a he's like oh let's see I'm gonna go meet my betrothed to be what do I bring should I bring some change of clothes no I'll just bring <laughs> these posters that I drew um, when I was fourteen um, the, the girl I used to whack girl. off to yeah. All right. Let's talk about the whacking girls outfit. Is am I jumping ahead too no, much? Not aware. Just jump wherever you want. Just um, go ahead. There are just those weird times because Star Trek: The Next Generation feels nineties. Yeah. But there are times when it feels so eighties. So eighties. And her outfit, which is basically just like a mini skirt for her boobs, yep. and then a mini skirt for her vagina. Yeah. And then abs, <laughs> like she looks like she was torn. I'm only going to wear mini skirts for my vagina. <laughs> like she looks like she was torn from Venice Beach during the filming of Twins. Yeah, after like, she got oh. high. <laughs> it's a, um, it's a, it's a very 80s. Like, Ariana, Ariana, the the woman, Ariana. What you're talking about, Ariana, the, the woman that he marries. Yeah, 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 the yeah. blonde, the blonde Venice. Lady. Yes. Yeah, Venice woman. Yeah. I got my first real By the way, six string. Her father bought it at the five and dime. <laughs> I drew some pictures of the girl I wanted to marry. Never knew that she was actually real. But she's a Tolarian lady with her family. I have to marry into the entire family. <laughs> Alice is really good at doing this. Those were the best shoes of my <laughs> Uh, Ariana's dad is wearing like a gown that I would see Tilda Swinton wear. He's like completely open here, and the sleeves are like. Have, did you notice that? Yeah, I'll take a minute. That scene is the the worst. You come up, the Tolarians have finally communicated with us. What's going on? There's a woman standing there, and then a man pushes her out of the way and starts talking. I thought there was a problem. I was like, "What's the Tolarian sickness? Is it that they're they don't move? Because the first scene of them is the literally they're part. just pa- they're like pause." But they're standing there like mannequin. It's like a ma- they're it's doing a mannequin. Thirty three fifty five. We're jumping so way insane. ahead, but we have to see this because the weirdest. Thirty three fifty five. I wrote Tillerian Dad wears a royal blue Tilda Swinton dress. Ariana was right. He is here, daughter. Wyatt, you've come just as you promised. Promised. How could I be so? One nice? shoulder pad. One. <laughs> How could I be so accurate? Except Has anyone ever said images, that? I've never seen her. Sir, when it's a shoulder pad on the outside, it it's actually called an epaulet. One epaulet. If you're still carrying the infection that destroyed your world. No, we still oh, carry wow. it, Captain. Okay. My daughter, uh, We've still got it. All eight of us. <laughs> He's so proud. Eight. All of us that are left, Captain. Most of the rest passed on during the years that it took to reach Haven. Oh my god, gross. If you've come here because of the legend about Planet Haven miraculously healing the sick, we don't ask to make contact with those living below. Let me finish. 
then welcome. All we ask is to be on the edge of some sea, some unpopulated island, a faraway peninsula. That's what everybody wants, yeah, dumbass. that's what I ask. That's what I ask. Yeah. But I will present your needs to those who do govern this world. Present the fact that we intend to die here, Captain. Gross. The Tellurian... Okay, cool. Um, I'll present that to them, weirdo. <laughs> the Tellurian disease is that anything, any color other than blue fabric kills them. <laughs> and no all, of, all of the people Perfectly who have died treatable. just got up in the morning and like forgot and put on like a print or something. Like a, a green... <laughs> Yeah, it's it perfectly them. treatable with a cerulean. <laughs> so um, that it, that was one of my questions. What are the other symptoms of the Tellurian disease besides that it kills people and leaves only eight? And they are like extremely say, peaceful. They're doesn't like say what else the disease is. These guys are at peace. Yeah, it's, it's 1987, and they have a deadly disease that still leaves them hot for a period of time. It's space aids, it's like AIDS, it's, AIDS, it's right? just it's space AIDS. AIDS. It's space AIDS. It's so funny that they they do they that bridge conversation that bridge uh, when they all gather yeah. and like talk about it. They basically are. This is what I'm. I mean, like this is insane. But then there's this nugget of conversation about how a planet exterminated each other with a biological weapon just because they had. Two con the two continents of the planet basically killed each other. Yeah. Um, and there's this a time oh, 87. And that's and what the space disease is. It's something that they, they did to themselves. on each other. I, yes. see, I remember that now. So, and how judgy is Beverly about that? Calm it's down. judgy, but it's also oh. like they are, they don't fail to bring out, like, uh, Picard mentions that this marriage is antiquated and useless mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. now, right? Or like that they talk about this planet that with the shame, like, they exterminated uh, themselves. Mm -hmm. So there are these like, or Troy has like those like huge, amazing, great like conversations with the two men, by the way, very well handled. Uh, and they're it. so insightful and they're so good. In just peppered in with the madness of like, Loxana yeah. Troy's like back dip, you know? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I love, I love that scene on the holodeck so much. You oh, know, it's like Fantasia, like, blue and red. It's so romantic. And she goes and finds, so Troy is like, runs out on her mom screaming. And she immediately walks onto the uh, holodeck where I guess you can just walk into somebody else's holodeck. Um, he, and also experience. he's sitting right by the door. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't walk to more than yeah. two meters <laughs> to this that, one rock. It's not that kind of holodeck. You know, he just wants to reflect he, a little bit. If you think about the holodeck, so like Riker to be in there in this like landscape, he programmed this in. So he's like sunset, red and blue, rock right there. What if he said like, this here's what's going on. Um, the girl that I love that is like marrying somebody else and they just programmed that landscape. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. This Star Trek I want to write. See, yeah. I assumed he had a playlist of some sort, yeah. and he was just like contemplative too. And yeah, they were like, yeah. <laughs> "Okay, question: What do you think uh, Riker's like holodeck playlist includes?" Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm sure he's got some sort of like adventure, like weapony sport sort of thing that's mm -hmm. like really engaging for him, and then some sort of like. Uh, like solo yachting. Like I imagine there's a lot of solo yachting. He doesn't do much fighting like, though. He's an aggressive guy that doesn't seem to enjoy any kind of combat. So I think what his thing, he's like an aggressive hiker. No, so he's like, he's definitely got like some rock climbing ones in some there. Some like tent. And then I will also say he has like jazz club from oh, Greenwich Village in yeah. the 1990s. A lot of like a soft lights. Yes. And, you yeah. know, a lot of smoke. Well, one of the things about Star Trek that's always interesting is like, 
how big does it think the world is? Like, who <laughs> who composes the world and who composes the universe? Because yeah. it's always one of those, like, there's one alien on, like, on every crew. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, the thing is, the first one, including an African person, like, and an and Asian American, I think was, um, was uh, what's his name? Um, to George Takai. Yeah. He, I think he was supposed to be, like, Asian. Chakate? Chakate? N- no, no, no. no. Um, uh, Chakate? I'm terrible at names in general. No, the ta- like the helmsman from the original series, George Takei. George Takei. I forget what his character's yeah, name is. Yeah, me too. Sulu. Su- I will say I stopped listening for a second just because I was thinking, what did I write here? And then I came back and I just threw answers at you. So <laughs> very rude. But it's just that thing of like, there shouldn't there be more Asian people on this show? Yeah, there should. Well, there is. Oh no, they didn't make it to the future. <laughs> they just got Latinos too. Just a couple, but they yeah, mostly Latinos got eliminated. Did not... They did not survive the Earth. Is the, is the only Latina we ever have half of Bolana Torres? Torres, who's half Klingon. Yes. That's <laughs> so we're like, if you're brown, you better be another, another race. Maybe uh, all the brown people moved to Klingon. <laughs> I can see how that would They're happen. Like emigrated. I can, can you imagine like everyone's like, this is how it is right now. There's another planet. They're like they're very violent, right? Because like humans, human beings. See, sorry to interrupt you. Human beings. No, seem no, to it's have a, I'm just like the and, brown person here. And, so I, <laughs> I had to play that card at some point. Please, white feminism, tell us what's best for brown people. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm gonna eat Pringles in the meantime. I will, uh, if you wouldn't interrupt me so much, gay, white, cis, cis male. <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> oof, that was tougher. So, but it doesn't it seem like the humans all landed in Federation? Like all of the humans from all the places landed in Federation? Like, you know, every other species is humanoid, is humanoid from another planet. But like all the humans we see are in Federation. There are some but, civilians in the Picard's village and stuff. So, oh, okay. So, right? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're on Earth or they're in Federation. So, like, we on, don't yeah. see uh, any humans that, like, have moved to Vulcan or there something. There no You know what I mean? No... Except for eventually, you know. Well, Spock's mom. Tasha Yar. Oh, yes. And Tasha Spoiling. Yar. Spoiling. On her... Yo, yes. Spoiling a lot. But Spock's mom moved to, um, moved to right. Vulcan. And with... went on a writer. Uh... <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? what? Went on a writer plays... Um... Oh, that's right. I yeah. forgot about that. And oh, my then, God. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I love the conversation on the holodeck, though, because I think I really love this. Is, this is where my love for Wyatt was cemented, um, because <laughs> she's hanging out with Space Bill. Uh, Troy and Bill are talking and there's a, uh, you know, there, it's a tense moment because she's like, look, you know, I'm going to get married and you seem to have a problem with that. And he's like, yeah, of course I do. And she's all like, oh, this is so crazy. <laughs> it's like, it's not crazy. And then. Wyatt also is able to just walk into the holodeck for some reason. I don't even know how he knows where it is. This is his first <laughs> time on the ship, but he just walks in. Uh, I guess somebody told her where, told him where they there are were. a lot of questions are you about, about to play this episode. That yeah, this is a holodeck. Oh my god, he's right there. What is he leaning on? Anything? A rock? Oh, uh, his knee. Oh yeah. Look at that beautiful music. This looks like the set in the Mexico part of um, Disneyland <laughs> in uh, Epcot. Or Disney World, I mean, sorry. 
like I apologize to the Disney heads. Fantasia. Also, Troy is wearing a formal version of her normal purple jumpsuit. That's absolutely true. Yeah, that really sucks. It's the same pattern. They could have done some sleeves, some something. I'm no longer Imzadi to you. You taught me that word means my beloved. And the human heart is too small to permit that feeling now. Have you discussed this with Wyatt? I think you should. It's also damned unfair to me. I understand. I should have realized. Humans, young human males particularly, have difficulty separating platonic love and physical love. Awesome. The problem is, Imzadi, I couldn't. Not now. Call it an old, an old Earth tradition. Habit of the beast. Beast mode. Habit Whatever. of the beast. Hello, you two. I want him to have it on the beast. He didn't finish his sentence on me. You, Wyatt. Riker. This is incredible. I love yeah. Wyatt. He's and in that tiny. discussion, Actually, I... Bill was concerned no. that you might be upset oh, that really? I care deeply for him. She's so honest. Like, who's Bill? Oh. <laughs> Who says that? To be a starship captain. Well, that's what I would like the yes, world I've to be. I know. I would like for complicate things. things in that case. But look, this is us. This is us. To each his own. Good luck with Gets that angry. ambition. And I very much respected what you did tonight. Okay, so he's so All I did mad. Was lose my temper. If you'll excuse me. Of course. Excuse Running all this me. Is a big job. You'll excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Can you, you stop it? If you'll excuse me. If you'll excuse me. I love Wyatt here. He's like, oh, yeah, that's right. You have a huge crush on the girl that I'm supposed to marry. Good luck with that. <laughs> so gangster. That's I amazing. know. It's, it really is like they see me rolling, they hating. Because have you seen that Twitter account? It's so good. Um, What's the Twitter account? They see me rolling, they hating. Uh, that, that, is it, it. No, it's not. That's not the handle. It's like a, it's something like gangsta, like a oh, thug life. Thug life. Thank you. So basically, someone does a move like that. They just like pause it and like put glasses on the person and they play like some kind of you know hip hop. That's they do it a lot to situation. Kids. Uh, it's this construction of male attraction to women that isn't territorial or is much less territorial than we've ever seen it construed ever. in any I know, I know. That's it's, why I think it's so precious. And yeah. they all talk. They just talk. I mean, White is really pushing it, but they all just, you know, like, she stands up, faces them both, and, you know, I would have been out of there yeah. immediately. See, I would have, so I'm she so says, intrigued. Like, He's worried that I like you. Like, you know, she says what's happening. There's yeah. communication. And she says her feelings for Riker at the same time. Like she right in front it. of Riker. I have these deep feelings in for him. In one smooth sentence. Mm-hmm. And it's, okay, I will say I've shit a lot on the writing of this show, uh, this episode a lot. And let me say, A, that it does such a nice subtle job of sort of playing the game of having Lwaxana Troy on this ship makes everybody more likely to tell the truth. She plays a game of truth-telling. And then the other thing is, there's some fucking good act breaks on this show. Like, every (laughs) act break is so dun-dun-dun. What's gonna happen? So good. There's there's a major uh, Star Trek, uh, like, top dialogue in this, this, like, episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It does get better as you know, season goes on, but there's so many like really good. My my favorite pull writing in it. My favorite looks on a pull quote was um, 
when he when Wyatt walks in and asks her, can I talk to you about something serious? And she goes, but I'm always serious. My pleasant nature just makes it seem otherwise. (laughs) Amazing. That's so great. And I also think so female like to be like, oh, just because I'm like being like super sassy and funny and weird. Like you think I'm not speaking about serious shit. Like that's how I kind of saw it. Like. A yeah, lot of you like, oh, just because like I giggle a lot, I like I'm not a serious person. Like yeah. I'm not to be taken seriously. I am a pleasant person. Yeah, like I'm no, also I'm very serious. No, I know that this is uh, beyond your understanding, but <laughs> baby, I'm all things. Anyway, I have a serious <laughs> question for you. What feather looks good in my hair when I'm naked? I know you've already pictured me like that. Go. <laughs> like <that's- laughs> she's just amazing. Yeah, she's the best. She's like, the and best. It, it really is making like surprisingly sophisticated arguments Mm -hmm. about like gender and seriousness, you know, Mm -hmm. like it as there are lots of things about being gay that are annoying or marginalizing or whatever. But just at the end of the day, always knowing that people take what I'm saying seriously, that I will never be as construed as frivolous as you guys will be is just kind of, terrible and horrifying Mm -hmm. and i love this very frivolous episode and the person who's at the heart of it knowing that it's not a frivolous episode Mm -hmm. and that she's getting some work done that needs to get done that is without question like probably the summation of what this show treks in the city is meant to be in that we're doing this um we're doing this show from this that our perspective as women who like to laugh a lot, we like to joke around, we like to talk about boys and outfits and all this shit, you know? And, and I think probably five years ago, I would have wanted to do this podcast differently. I would have wanted to do it with like tons of accuracy and tons of like, I would have wanted to be better than the, better than all the uh, fanboy podcasts that already exist. Right. And then now that I'm where I'm at just in my life and I think in my development as a comedian meeting Veronica, it's like, I wanted now to do this in like all its feminine glory. And like, I wanted to do all those things because those things are valid too. And there's a space for them. And obviously the success of this show and other shows like it proves that there's a, a, you know, a a audience for it. And ignoring it leaves a a big hole in everything. Like, uh, for example, to me, my, my mother, she makes wedding gowns. She's a a fashion designer of a very specific kind. Does she make wedding invitations with a face (laughs) in (laughs) it? No. Just the gowns. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The bridesmaids, you know, like all, she just like makes like all couture. And so I grew up (laughs) around fashion and it's very important to me. It reflects a part of who I am as a person. Um, Mm. and, and, in a show that matters to me that much because they mm. touch on so many gender, you know, sexual marriage arrangement, human uh, interaction codes. Yeah. Uh, fashion does become such a big part in the fact that she has a plant that's alive. <laughs> Thank you. Wrapped around her hand. And it's Thank like you. she gets to be petty about it, but she's also yes. like petty being really empathetic to her daughter and, and, pushing it and being just herself like she does not give like this is so much of like uh, pleasure for me in so many ways you were trying to oh well just the thing of like feminism over the course of my lifetime for so much of it was making it okay for women to like men's things and participate in men's things Mm. like as you experience with the very regular experience of having people correct you that you play baseball to you play softball and Mm -hmm. stuff like that but there are all of these like traditional women's interests that have just been left as frivolities and things that aren't important and we would never talk about sports the way that we talk about fashion or thinking that it's not something that it's okay to like care about or pay attention to 
And it's really nice and wonderful to see these things being reclaimed. And also that this story, like, however much it's a joke that Luoxana is pushing this thing of the naked wedding, all of this is her mm-hmm. saying, hey, guys, here's the reality. Like, this is coming at you. And if uh-huh. you want to get out of the way of this, you're going to have to make some choices about your lives. It's annoying that in the end, Troy does not make a choice about her <laughs> life. Wyatt makes a choice about his life. Right. Um, but it was Luoxana getting done what needs to get done mm-hmm. and deciding what flower, feather looks best in her hair when she's naked push does push the plot along it does push the plot along and if you i have to say that you know you could look at the 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 snake uh the snake and pet thing basically she has like a little pet it's a plastic plant that like isn't plastic it's like a groot type pet (laughs) uh that's just like a ivy leaf branch thing that's alive and it's her pet and she's like at dinner and she uses it to annoy the uh, mother-in-law of you know that's like bizarre golden girls uh, (laughs) they're already like at at each other's throats and she's like do you like pets (laughs) this is pet just like starts crawling on her um dinner plate and she freaks out and look if you are sitting at dinner and an, a plant comes alive and starts petting your plant, like your hand and your dinner plate, and you freak out the way that that woman did. There is something wrong with you. Okay. <laughs> so I think it's like a litmus test for whether or not you're a cool person or not. Because if that thing touched me, I would be like, I am blessed. Yes. I also I want to talk on oh, what you're saying about Luxana and she's pushing this forward and it really bothers me and this is something that bothers me about TNG in general it's that Troy it was such a gold mine of a character that they just didn't explore the way they they, they didn't explore the dimensions the, the, this get, yeah. get Saturday and the I'm like not able to talk but you're doing great the depths of Troy like she could have been like, no, I'm not ready. Yeah. This is uh, I'll honor tradition up until a point and then maybe said, you know what? No. And yeah. then maybe she could have given Wyatt permission to leave instead of him sneaking out and leaving the choice up to no one. Also, she could have so, therapized him because she's a professional psychologist, as she brought up. So she could have helped him make this decision. And we could have heard her opinion on on his act and on his right. side. They could have had this conversation where they when where she is like I feel like you have to go and I also don't want to marry you so like there's there's so much empowerment that needed to be done for this one character but thankfully Loxana kind of makes the I just what bothers me about it is that the character that's a joke you know clearly yeah. written as a cartoon sketch character mm-hmm. is the one that that takes all this power and the one we're seeing and we're supposed to love and see every week and like care for yeah. and we're actually worried the stakes are high because she's gonna leave the ship so this is a person who's not acting on it but if this was a guy who was forced to be married i feel like they would have written this episode well, that's differently yeah. and i my mission is that. to defend troy at every cause because i don't there's so many people who do not like this character and it's like, yes, I get you don't like her because of something like the that. that. She's written. But that's the writers. That's it's not. The, it's it's true because she has a the, like what Jackie said to the Superman complex where she's too powerful. So it's really hard to write around a character who is telepathic. On top yeah. of that, she's basically a woman. mind rape people. Yes. And so she's got this in her back pocket all the time. So she's basically like, 
you know, given these like weird, like sort of consistent, like problems where it's like, why can't she read his mind? Nobody explains yeah. that. She just can't read his mind for some reason. That doesn't. And that is a tendency. That's totally in writing. abnormal. It's a tendency in writing where like just take away a little bit of power. Like Worf is a black guy, right? It's yeah. played by Michael Dorn, who's black, but he's a, he's an, of a different species or Jordy yeah. is blind or like the woman half better so it you know like this one is a single month so it's like every character that's not a white man yeah. is oh, that's like so interesting in a, uh, disempowered in some kind of that's like yeah. their uh attributes are or their like thing that makes them interesting them, it's like besides a crutch or a no. thing that's like so troy could have been in this in this world or like for the new series like she could have been like yo this is what's gonna happen i'm gonna talk to him this woman just showed up yeah. Perfect solution. Let's have a like a one on one between White and Troy. I don't know. I just feel like they could have been so much more. I just don't know if there more. was if there was room in this episode for Troy to have those kinds of conversations because we needed a funny scene of that guy hitting that chime over and over again during <laughs> that dinner. Plastic that was plate essential to this episode. <laughs> Him weirdly hitting that chime. And Deanna basically doing it just to fuck with people. Like, I don't think that's a Betazoid tradition at all. I think she was just like, she knew how annoying it was. And she was like, yeah, I can't eat without this chime. Sorry. <laughs> a drama writers writing like their comedy episode. Yes. Like, it's very comedy with a K. <laughs> right. And they could have had those moments of comedy and also, you know. Yes, the, it would it would have been EDB. We could have I don't know cut out the thirty five minutes of silence in this episode. <laughs> could have been a thing we could have lost. It's so funny. Like uh, they do write a, a Troy episode, right? This is an episode where we care about this one character of the yeah. ship, yeah. and and for that, I feel like because it's a woman, and it's like empathy. They have to bring in handicapped her and brought another in. two characters, and right. then uh, the Millers, and then she, this weird guy. She never makes a choice. Never, she makes, never a choice. makes a choice. She never makes a choice. And I, I've been on shows where your character is like, they're afraid of insulting, like, the, and also I think all, not just the female characters, but all the core characters on the show because of Roddenberry's like weird. Um, he he weirdly didn't want there to be any like uh, conflict on the in, yeah. on among the crew on the Enterprise. So he made all the characters like super um, uh, just benevolent and you know morally upstanding, so that like they wouldn't have any flaws at all. So like it's hard to write for characters like that. Yeah. Whereas like a Luxana can come in and she's obnoxious, she's bawdy, she's brash, she's like super vain, and it's easy to write for that character all day long. You can do that, and Data has that weird element as well. Like oh he's he has this one flaw, but the other characters don't really have moral flaws. But I, there's also a way that Troy is the girliest of the girls on the show, mm-hmm. and there's this way that. Um, heterosexual men writing women I think don't want them to be like they can be compromised in power but they can't be compromised in any sort of way that would make them unappealing less feminine yeah Yeah. and so you can have sort of like ragey yar and you can have like Beverly with sort of like a past and a background and super maternal yeah Um, but like Troy was just always supposed to be like sensible and caring i mean mm-hmm. pr- probably the best troy episodes that you end up getting are when that like creepy guy starts getting obsessed with her uh, yeah or she's like plagued with some like weird music box sound in her head yeah or whatever, and she can just sit in bed and <laughs> moan the whole time uh, and everybody's like oh uh, yeah i love troy that's in that so episode. true the, you know. or the one well there's one 
the this is the thing. Like I only remember one episode where she's completely empowered, and it, and it's this like when she becomes a commander. Troy is bad at her job episode. Will you guys have me back for Troy is bad at her job episode? You're on your way already. <laughs> already got you a parking space. Yeah, it's yeah. You're right about male writers and like um, the feminine thing. Yeah. Where like they cannot bring themselves to write an I envy you that you're just discovering this. Yes, I am. I am just discovering it. I'm envying you that you're. Just oh, thank you. It now, I there's a boy. Well, I, I noticed things like. I, um, I don't actually think you are just the 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 usually the you, you can sense the way a character's crutch tells you about yeah. the writers right uh-huh. um but the weird thing about shows like this is that it's a snowball right it keeps growing and people just watch it and they think it's a character and that's it and then they hate the woman yeah. that yeah. woman character yeah. it yeah. sucks like when I was watching it for the first time ever, I was like, I couldn't stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. It was too late. It was like 2013, 12. <laughs> and I was like, Troy is my favorite. And someone was like, oh, I hate that character. It sucks. And I was like, that's the first time I ever thought, why does this man is tell- why is this man telling me they hate this character? And then I slowly realized like, oh, yeah, she's not written that you know, yeah, it's, it's not, not interesting. That she appealing. doesn't do very much. But a man, that man that told me that, that man, that man. he he can he ran just for president. See, <laughs> I don't like this woman. Yeah, character. It's yeah. So, and that happens to any minorities and all, like all. Mm-hmm. None. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so do better. Do better. Do guys. better, dudes that talk to Vera. And I would me. like. I would actually, like to guys, don't talk to me. Go back and th- thanks yeah. for continuing to not talk to if me. If you guys. like not talk to me, that'd be great. Thank you. <laughs> Um, we need uh, to when wrap am up. I gonna find someone? <laughs> just kidding. Um, in minute thirty-five, forty-one. I'm sorry, but we have I one. Just, we have to wrap up. Oh, we have to go. Well, well, you know, I just want to say that like the no. triangle bridal sweater. I mean, the groom sweater. <laughs> hey, that I do need to see. It is the largest triangle I've seen on a piece of clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> it's thirty-five, forty-one. Oh yes. Oh, why, and how do you like my new hairstyle? Of course, it's going to look much better on me when I'm naked. Troy, I talk look at about that back. serious. Oh, but I'm always serious, dear boy. Only Oof. my pleasant nature makes it appear otherwise. Please, mm-hmm. Mrs. Troy. <sighs> Ugh, he doesn't get me. Yes. Look at the hair. That was puzzling. So this is... A woman out of another place who insists that she knows you. And... And whom you've dreamed of all these years. And I was hoping the way you handled thoughts... Fascinating, Wyatt. How easily your thoughts come through. So well, she can read his Look mind. at her back. <laughs> Do you see her butt crack? I wish. That would be kind of The answer to the puzzle of Ariana and you is so simple. It's too simple for most humans to understand. Too simple? Of course. It's something they all know instinctively, yet go to great effort to reject or build complicated superstitions about... Uh. All life, Wyatt, all consciousness is indissolubly bound together. Indeed, it's all part of the same thing. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I have wondered if something like that... That weren't so. I love how interrupty she is. <laughs> she, like, just doesn't allow anybody to finish the sentence. I'm just trying to find this letter. Like... It's, like, a little further ahead. I don't know why I didn't... You know, on Comedians Wikipedia pages, <laughs> uh-huh. they have, like, here are their comedy influences. Uh-huh. I always just wanted to put Oxana <laughs> Troy, 
Ursula the Sea Witch and Mrs. Robinson. Whoa. Like, that's the core of what I'm doing. I understand that. And Roseanne. And Roseanne. And Roseanne. Well, Darlene for me. Yeah. There's that fucking That is a triangle. And look at the repeating triangles in Beverly's outfit. And so I'll put that on the Instagram. But, like, that is, yeah, it's the biggest triangle ever seen. The thing is, a dude totally would have worn that in 1990. Like, you could have worn that to school and it would have been fine. (laughs) Everyone would have been like, cool triangle. (laughs) You could wear that in Williamsburg today. True. I mean, you'd probably be overheated. By the way, we don't see it right now because it's frozen right there and Crusher is there. But once he leaves that weird ass plant in the background, it's so not okay. You'll see. He takes that hypo spray and then oh, okay. Oh yeah, he's gonna uh, poison that guy with it. Ew! It's like dead. It's what? in the fucking doctor's office. <laughs> this weirdly diseased like fern. It is like uh, covered in like uh, those. <laughs> oh, I, I should know. probably take that plant out of there. It's Wesley's science project from when he was four. All right. Oh my god. Okay. This is. Oh my god. I could talk about this forever, but it's such a rich episode. It's it very, is very. very it's full of it's rich, uh, like it's a chocolate I had this morning, <laughs> like a chocolate sundae, like a chocolate. I cannot do it. That's the other thing about Troy that like really bugs me. Like, oh, what's her favorite food? Chocolate. <laughs> of course it is. You what does she idiot. do in the episode where she's like bonds with Crusher? Exercise and she talk about boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Her like. The way she says chocolate is just like, the. it's so terrible. The best is to take the spoon and put it on the top of the chocolate. It's so disgusting. Sorry, I just got grossed out. It's like reverse ASMR. You guys. Um, I can't even do forever. I, it's really good. I mean, I think I find it good. I think you, there's seven more seasons left. I think you're going to have to. Um, to hear me do Troy forever, tune in next week. Um, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Guy, where can we find you? I'm at Guy Branham on all social media, and you should watch Talk Show the Game Show on True TV. Yes. Guys, you really should. It's fantastic. Really? It's watch a great, Alice's episode. I can't believe that it wasn't a show already. It's so good. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I'm so glad that you're the you're at the captain of that ship. You're very sweet. Thank you. No, you're very sweet. Um so we should get you we should have you back for uh, Troy's bad at her job. This was such a delight. One of many times you'll be back. Yes, please, yes. Um, thank you so much for having This is such us a good idea for a podcast. In your thank life. you so much. Oh my god. And if you guys agree at home, See please Brett, give us five he stars. Told us not to make this podcast. Subscribe <laughs> and please follow us at Trex Fashion in uh, Instagram and, and Twitter now Twitter. also and give us five stars on Twitter somehow. If you can figure out how to do that. You're you're, you're hired. A you're hired. You're you're hired. All right, love you guys. Bye. Bye. Love you. Lo- love you. Love you. Starting off. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.